You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to Pharmacists United for Truth and Transparency, the podcast. PUT is a not-for-profit industry watchdog organization dedicated to exposing the truth about the shady, abusive practices of pharmacy benefit managers and how they affect American patients, healthcare providers, and taxpayers. On the podcast, we'll talk to pharmacy industry experts, influencers, and patients, always with the goal of bringing the truth, transparency, and solutions to America's prescription drug affordability crisis. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Monique Whitney. I'm the executive director for Pharmacists United for Truth and Transparency, or PUT for short. This is our third episode, and we're very excited about our guests who are at the forefront of a new type of Medicare D plan, Indy Health Insurance Company, which you will be hearing about. I'd like to introduce each of my guests, starting with Indy Health Insurance Company's chairman of the board, Laura Atkinson. Laura? Hi, thank you, and uh, we appreciate you giving us the opportunity to speak about Andy Health on your podcast. And we're really excited about it, too. Thank you so much for being here. I'd also like to introduce Eric Beldina. Eric is a pharmacy owner in Morgantown, West Virginia, and also a managing partner of Indy Health Insurance Company. Eric? Thank you, Monique, for allowing us to join you today and look forward to the discussion. I'm glad you're here. And then I'm also very excited to introduce John Vinson, who is the CEO of the Arkansas Pharmacists Association. John is a good friend, and we're excited to have you be on the podcast as well. Welcome. Thank you, Monique and Laura and Eric. Very happy to be here. Lots of exciting things happening in our country and in Arkansas. Yes, yes, definitely. Well, I think it would be great if we just started off, you know, right off the bat uh, with learning about Indie Health. And rather than me spoil the surprise, Laura, why don't you tell us a little bit about Indie Health Insurance Company, what it is and, and how you came to found it with your other managing partners? Sure. So back in about uh, 2016, there were uh, several independent pharmacy owners. We all... I've served in different capacities of leadership in the independent pharmacy uh, field, um, working on uh, legislative action, legal action with regards to um, a PBM uh, reform. Uh, and we thought that there could be a, a, an additional alternative solution to, to add to that mix uh, with a business solution. And so um, after several years of uh, laying the groundwork, uh, doing all of our due diligence and building the infrastructure, jumping through all the hurdles, uh, regulatory uh, hoops. And, uh, and so you know, present day, uh, we've uh, secured a license in, in Arkansas uh, for uh, insurance company of which our first product will be in Medicare D plan. Uh, we saw that with respect to independent pharmacies and the impact on uh, their business from day to day, the lower reimbursements and higher DIR fees 
and you know just some of the um, anti-competitive practices that made it difficult for independent pharmacies. Um, we created this plan that was uh, first and foremost transparent with respect to reimbursements, pricing, uh, as well as uh, any any fees. So um, we've been able to create and craft a plan that not only benefits independent pharmacies, but also consumers. Some of the key highlights um, that we have been able to uh, create a plan that significantly benefits independent pharmacies and in that um, there are zero DIR fees. So right off the bat there, that significantly uh, impacts independent pharmacies, uh, particularly as we are looking in 2020 with a significant increase in, in DIR fees and um, being able to eradicate that uh, it is a, a huge win for us. In addition, we've um, been looking at the reimbursement um, with respect to the, the Medicare plans and the average um, Medicare reimbursement is between a dollar ninety and two dollars and twenty seven cents. And um, while we're still finalizing our plan design, we ha are exploring reimbursements um, that are between ten and, and twelve dollars, um, which is a, also a, a significant uh, increase and in, in benefit to independent pharmacies. And another um, key aspects that we've been able to create with this plan that no other plan has is that there's no uh, PBM mandated mail order. So um, independent pharmacies don't have to worry about uh, the, the PBMs mandating uh, their patients use mail order. Uh, that's also a benefit to consumers uh, such that they um, don't have to uh, have mail order mandated by the PBMs that can um, get that from their pharmacy. In addition, uh, the independent pharmacies are not restricted from doing their own mail orders. So they can mail to their heart's content to, to any of their patients uh, anywhere. Um, so, so this is a, uh, when you're talking about this, you know, I think that's really the thing about this plan is that this is, this is truly an independent pharmacy friendly plan that is available across the country. This is Eric. Um, and I, you know, might add to what Laura had uh, mentioned, you know, also this plan will be 51% um, at a minimum owned by independent pharmacy owners. So this plan can never be, you know, sold out from the independent pharmacy group such as we remember with community care some years ago, which is now silver script. So, you know, we've built in this uh, minimum of 51% ownership. And I think what makes that really interesting, Eric, is that, you know, as you just said, so this is a, this is a plan that's 51% owned by independent pharmacy owners. And, and Laura, as I recall, this other, there are also pharmacy organizations that are involved in this, right? So this is, we're really talking about a plan that was put together by the very people who got tired of seeing their patients being pushed around, themselves being pushed around, other pharmacies, you know, pharmacy, small pharmacies closing, 
you know, just, just the kinds of, of um, fallout that, if you will, from years and years and years of the largest pharmacy benefit managers dominating the space. Yes, so one of the things when we started to put together Indy Health, um, we uh, looked at strategically, you know, those, those partnerships that we would need in order to ensure that um, we could, you know, put together um, a, a network of not only independent pharmacies, but those organizations that support independent pharmacies, uh, such as um, the state pharmacy associations uh, like Arkansas uh, Pharmacists Association, as well as uh, those um, organizations and entities that um, rely on independent pharmacies uh, for their sales, their services, their goods, and, and are uh, largely dependent upon independent pharmacies' uh, success. And we've been able to build uh, quite a, a, a good network and, and coalition of not only independent pharmacies, but also uh, those organizations that uh, support and are uh, reliant on independent pharmacies. So Laura, what do you think it will mean for patients who are eventually enrolled in the new plan that comes out later this year? What, what, what will that look like for them? What do you think that'll mean for them? Well, in addition to obviously, as I mentioned previously, having the freedom to go to their independent pharmacy and not having um, uh, mandated uh, mail order, uh, you know, with uh, better access to um, medications and, and to, to care that we know that independent pharmacies are better at, at providing uh, than the chains. But in addition to that, um, we're actually looking at two uh, distinct markets, uh, consumer markets that we are targeting. One is the low-income subsidy population, and you know, those are individuals who uh, meet you know, the criteria of CMS criteria for, for low income. And, and many of those patients will be um, auto-assigned onto our plan because what we are uh, looking to do when we are creating our plan design is ensure that we are very competitive from a premium standpoint and a copay standpoint such that, um, you know, we want to be able to um, get as many of those people enrolled as we possibly can and then the, the other group is uh, what we call the chooser market. Those are the individuals who don't meet the low-income subsidy criteria but um, are eligible for Medicare. And so it's critically important, too, that we uh, create a plan design that is, is, is very cost-effective and affordable to them as well. And that's where we uh, will also rely on, uh, to some degree, our network of independent pharmacies to help um, enroll those uh, choosers into uh, Indy Health uh, Plan and help educate them on the comparisons between other plans. And that's actually perfect that you say that because my question, Eric, for you is, so you are a pharmacy owner, you are a pharmacist, you're someone who cares for patients every single day. And I'm curious about what led you to become a founding member, a managing partner, of Indy Health Insurance Company and what you think this is going to mean for for, for independent pharmacies and, and really for anyone 
uh, with an opportunity to participate with Indie Health? Well, you know, um, as Laura said, you know, the group of us, you know, for even years prior to this, we've all known about, you know, what's going on in the background with the PBMs, uh, you know, pharmacies closing around, and, and there had to be a better plan. We knew that. So, you know, we got together and come up with, with Indy Health, and Laura has explained all of that. And, you know, just today I read uh, that um, Chinooks, you know, closed 99, well, CVS is going to buy 99 pharmacies from them. So, you know, even the, the you know, chains, the, the smaller chains are, are filling the heat of the PBMs. And independent pharmacies are closing, you know, all around us every day because of this PBM abuse. So, you know, Indie Health, you know, will level the playing field for these independent pharmacies as, you know, long as we can get their patients signed up. And, you know, patients will benefit, again, as Laura has said, you know, they can go to their choice of pharmacies. They're independent, they're, you know, their they're small grocery store, what have you. But, um, you know, and if we want to mail things to patients, which we can't do now, that's another option. Um, no forced mail order. You know, patients will be taken care of, as we know, um, at community pharmacies a lot better than through the chains. So, you know, our goal is to, you know, help patients um, in their health care and also independent pharmacies to um, be able to serve those patients in their community. So it's an opportunity really to restore the, the care in the healthcare part of what pharmacies provide as a member of a patient's team. I mean, certainly pharmacists have, have long enjoyed a, a special and trusted relationship with their patients, which, you know, as we've all seen has been eroded and not, not because of pharmacists or patients, but because of the way that the system has been favoring these extremely large corporations that themselves don't you know, make a product, they don't counsel patients, they're just there in the middle dictating where everyone should go and who's going to be paid. So it sounds like it's going to be just a revolution in the making. I'm curious about though, so if it, the independent pharmacies in the rest of the country, because we know, we know Indie Health is coming to a, a few states, at least immediately, and, and Laura, I'm going to ask you in a moment to explain a little bit about that, but, but first, let me ask, how does an independent pharmacy who has a patient on this plan, how, how do they involve, get involved with Indie Health? Do, do they just submit their claim? Is there, is there a process so that they can be part of the Indie Health Pharmacy Network? Uh, good question. So what we have done, which is also unique from any other plan that has not existed before, is we've created um, a preferred independent pharmacy network uh, such that all independent pharmacy, the criteria to be in that network is you're an independent pharmacy. And so um, everyone, not only those that are in um, the five states that we will be rolling out in, Arkansas, Georgia, Illinois, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, not only will they be in our network, but we also will have uh, a national network where everyone who is an independent pharmacy on um, will be in that network, and and, and how that will work is is you know at uh, a time when you know contracts uh, roll out usually in uh, around September 
um, and we'll be providing information to independents to make themselves aware that uh, to 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 opt in to our our plan um, such that uh, they're automatically already enrolled in our network. They will just need to uh, opt into um, the contract to be in in, in the network. So. Um, in addition to those five states, we have um, what we call a national wraparound, meaning that um, all independents um, nationwide are in our plan and such that if there's a circumstance where someone in an Illinois patient or Arkansas patient um, goes to Florida, California, wherever, you know, for a few months, they can get their prescriptions filled from a um, preferred independent pharmacy in our network down there. Uh, in addition, the contiguous states to um, to those five states also will be able to fill uh, those prescriptions. So this is a good time to actually talk about who the five states are. And I, I, we're talking about Indy Health immediately coming to first Arkansas because uh, Indy Health Insurance Company is headquartered there. But we're also talking about Illinois, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Georgia. Georgia. Thank you. (laughs) Georgia. Thank you. Yes, Georgia, that state, the state that's doing all that incredibly wonderful stuff right now. Uh, Laura, can you tell us a little bit about what what it's going to look like there as far as the rollout in those states? So we're we're currently as... um actively uh, in the process. We've, we've got our license actually in, in Arkansas and we're currently in the process of um, finalizing the, the license applications in, in those, those other states. Um, and so we're, we're anticipating that within the next 60 days to, to have uh, some sort of uh, uh, approval from, from those states. We've been in contact with them on an ongoing basis. Um, and those states have already been included in our CMS application uh, such that um, as we uh, begin our enrollment in, in October, um, those pharmacies and, and those states will be able to uh, begin enroll patients into our plan. So that's exciting. That that's that's a really exciting opportunity, and more states will be coming online, I imagine, as the rollout continues. And that's scheduled for the next. We think that'll be the next uh, thirty or so days by the time the rollout's complete in each of those states. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, let's don't put a time frame on that. I mean, we anticipate that that will be you know the time frame, but I don't want to you know specify if it goes. 65 days. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I completely understand. So on the topic of Arkansas, John Vinson, CEO of Arkansas Pharmacists Association, you guys played a big role in helping Indy Health come to Arkansas and, and, and be started there. And I'd love to know a little bit more about that and, and why you opted to throw your support in on, on Indy Health. Yeah, well, thank you, Monique, for asking. It's Almost a year ago, I first met Laura and Laura and some of her team members actually presented to our board of directors at the Arkansas Pharmacists Association. Over the last year, you know, 
quite a bit has evolved and we've learned quite a bit more about um, their company and our association has been fighting um, the, the challenging broken market in our pharmacists in the both Medicare world, the self-insured world and the fully insured world since 2003. And of course we got our first meaningful regulation where it would, I think that had teeth in 2005, which is now being argued before the US Supreme Court. You know, so we've been very active in our state and those arguments will happen end of April. But, but you know, besides that, regulation is not the panacea and the all, be all end all to providing a better uh, option that aligns the incentives for providers and patients and not just uh, Wall Street over Main Street or profits over patient care. It's very exciting to see market-based solutions like Indy Health, in this case, led by uh, provide by providers themselves and from those who uh, own and operate provider practices to hopefully redesign the incentives to actually improve patient care and 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 reward providers along the way for providing those services. So we're very excited about it. Yeah, I know, right? It's it is exciting, and and you know, I think it's perfect that. Indy Health Insurance Company would find its home in Arkansas. I first, when I was first working with Putt, Arkansas was really coming to the forefront in a huge way. And it was so exciting to see how you all had brought the data together. You had come together as a community. You had petitioned your legislature and you, you brought the governor over to your own side. And I don't think it's a stretch to say that the reason that a group like Indy Health Insurance Company could even be around is because, you know, when you see when you see people starting to take control of the problem themselves, instead of waiting for someone else to solve the problem, they solve the problem. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's where we start to see these kinds of, as you said, market-based solutions, which makes it a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful opportunity for for anyone who would want to be involved with a group like this. So, yeah, thank we're, you. We're unique too, and we're one of the states that. You know, 800 community pharmacies spread through all 75 counties in our in our state. Half of those are still independently owned, which means strong grassroots, strong community connections, and relationships. Yeah, and, and I think that's match. I think that's going to really help with a plan like this as well. Because one of the things that's so frustrating is when you have a small community. You know, the independent pharmacies largely serve the smallest communities. And it is about those relationships. And when they are put into a position where they can no longer keep their doors open for reasons that have nothing to do with them, it's not just the pharmacy that gets hurt, it's the patients that get hurt. So with Indie Health's plan coming through, it looks, you know, and Laura, please feel welcome to comment on this, or Eric, please feel welcome to comment on this. But I I would think that this would give patients a a huge relief as well. We also have a significant retirement um, population in our state with low cost of living. So lots of patients in our state are Medicare eligible. And, you know, a lot of the existing plans in the current market, um, they preferentially design their plans to, you know, not allow them at a fair price or at a low copay to choose the pharmacy they'd rather choose. So this would be nice to have this in the market. Yeah, definitely. So Monique, if I could kind of, uh, chime in here. Um, When we were originally looking at um, potential states and and opportunities and and shells that we were evaluating, 
for our license. Um, there were several criteria that we looked at and uh, some of the things um, that you've mentioned we and, and touched on were uh, part of that um, evaluation process. One, um, just the strong um, number of independent pharmacies, but even more so, you know, the culture and, and the, uh, the the unique collaborativeness of uh, of the independence there and the support of you know the government the uh, association and I always say to to people I'm I'm, I'm in Ohio and it, it's such a stark contrast just looking even at the uh, the pharmacist association where uh, I believe almost. 75% of your uh, members on your board are independent pharmacy owners, whereas here in Ohio, I think we might have one or two. So um, it's a it's a, a stark contrast, and, and we were looking for uh, states, particularly as we rolled out in that um, had a strong uh, independent pharmacy presence and, and infrastructure. And it sounds like it's a, a really great match, the, the profile of state like Arkansas and other states that have such a, a, a strong presence of community pharmacies and then having Indy Health be there. It, it just, I, I couldn't imagine a, a better place for Indy Health to have its, its uh, headquarters. And actually, since we're talking about this, I think this would be a fantastic time to hear a little bit about the plan because that's coming in, I think, October when Medicare D open enrollment begins. And I'm sure the pharmacists and the patients out there who are listening would like to know a little bit more about, about the plan and, and if they were to enroll in this plan, what they could expect. Sure, before I get into the specifics of, of the plan, um, I wanted to uh, elaborate a little bit more while I said, you know, the Medicare D plan is, you know, our first product. So we. I have every intention to also look at, you know, other uh, opportunities with respect to um, to different products, uh, you know, and plans. So um, we've been, you know, looking at and exploring. As you know, John had mentioned, they have a um, a large number of retirement population there of uh, em employer group. Uh, uh, health plans for, uh, for pension plans that we've been uh, looking at that. We've also uh, been looking at, you know, uh, potential for other types of plans, you know, third-party plans, um, Medicaid plans. Uh, there's, there's a whole host of opportunities that we have uh, beyond, you know, the Medicare D plan, but um, not getting ahead of ourselves. The Medicare D plan is our, our first product and, so in, in October, uh, we'll begin to enroll patients in those five states um, that we uh, previously mentioned. And so one of the things that we'll be doing as, as that approaches is we're also going to be developing um, our, our marketing, you know, not only for the consumers, but also for those uh, independent pharmacies and, and others in our, in our network and uh, to provide them with um, an overview of, of the plan design. Uh, as I mentioned previously, we're still in the process of finalizing that plan design, but we you know, uh, have several key 
to decide upon. So, you know, there's definitely going to be zero DIR fees. And um, we're, we're in the process now of working with our actuaries, uh, Melliman, of uh, refining our um, our reimbursement structure as well as the uh, the consumer on the consumer side, the premiums and and the copays and and deductible. Um, it's a a very complex uh, process that I won't get into, but you know, our main goal is to provide for the, the consumers um, the most affordable plan. Uh, as we possibly can, uh, where the premiums are uh, very competitive, as well as the co-paid structure, um, while being able to uh, provide those additional reimbursements uh, to independent pharmacies who are in our network. So um, we're, we're really uh, focusing on being able to uh, provide both a, a plan that, that not only benefits independent pharmacies, but also uh, consumers. Uh, because the, the consumers also, um, as we have mentioned previously in, uh, in this uh, podcast, are also uh, affected by uh, the lack of transparency with respect to the PBMs as, and uh, the high cost of, of, of drugs and, um, and and helping them navigate the Medicare plans is also critical for us and, and we'll and make sure that we provide sufficient information for the independent pharmacies and, and others in our network. In addition, uh, we'll be on Medicare.gov like the other plans and, and where they'll be able to um, make comparisons with respect to Indy Health Plan and, and other plans. So that's really great because, as, it, as I said, I think patients will be excited to know more about that. And then you had mentioned earlier that pharmacies can help by spreading the word to patients who could be eligible for this type of plan as well. Is that Does the plan have a name so that when they are uh, talking to patients uh, and the topic comes up, they can point them to this plan to check it out? Well, uh, that's part of our, our, our marketing uh, plan that we'll be coming up with, and, and uh, I, it, it will definitely have Indy Health in, in, in the name, um, but we are in the process now of uh, identifying you know, what we want to actually call that plan to differentiate it from, um, from the other plans out there on the market. Some more to come on that one then. Everyone stay tuned yeah. for the premiere of the plan. So I think one last question, and, and that is, this is not just a health insurance plan. This is also an investment opportunity for pharmacy owners, for pharmacy organizations who would want to be involved with this kind of patient-centered, pharmacy-friendly plan. If someone wanted to know more about the opportunity, how, how would they get that information? Where would they go? Sure. So we're currently in the middle of um, our uh, our fundraising round, um, and and so we have some key milestones coming up. And so uh, those individuals, they don't necessarily have to be an independent pharmacy owner 
or a pharmacy organization to invest, uh, but those are the organizations that you know uh, are, we're most aligned with. Um, but we have for those people who are interested in learning more website indiehealthinc.com, there's a contact page on there and uh, information on on the on the process and how uh, you can get involved and and that information goes to us and and we'll follow up and and provide them step by step instructions on on how to invest. So anyone who's interested can go to indiehealthinc.com and Correct. complete an information form. Okay, perfect. Well, that is great. We've talked about uh, so much today with this exciting plan that's coming out. And I want to just take one more moment to, to give each of you an opportunity to make any, any last comments or anything that you would like to add to the conversation. Eric, uh, maybe start with you. Sure. Um, you know, I just leave the listeners of this podcast with this question. You know, if not Indie Health, what is the alternative? for independent pharmacy? Mm, good question. Yeah, absolutely. What is the alternative? John, any last comments or thoughts from you? You know, from our perspective, we're uh, very happy that our insurance commissioner approved, you know, their request to be licensed here. We're excited that Arkansas will be one of the first states to see this option be available for even patients like my own mom, you know, like <clears throat> there aren't a lot of good choices to choose from back to Eric's point about if not Indy, who's the right choice. There's not a day that goes by in my office that I don't receive emails, texts, phone calls with pharmacists upset about the way Medicare D and TRICARE are being implemented at the federal level in the anti-competitive business practices that are happening. And, and from our perspective, to try to eliminate small pharmacies across America. Yeah, thank you. And Laura? So I want to kind of add on to, you know, both Eric and, and John's comments. Um, Any health is, is unique in that you know, we've created a plan like no other, there's there's not another plan out there that is both uh, independent. Not, I, I don't want to say independent pharmacy friendly. It's actually um, in, independent pharmacy proactive, and that uh, this is the only way that uh, independent pharmacies can control not only costs um, uh, to to consumers but also uh, reimbursements and, and DIR fees and, and who is in the network and, and ultimately you know we're we're also involved in uh, and we'll be taking over the formulary which is critical in, in controlling drug prices and uh, we will also be administering the MTM which is uh, you know critical to, to patient care and and so um, this is the first and, and only plan that uh, has all of these components that to be able not only to allow independence to survive, but to thrive while at the same time uh, allowing uh, consumers uh, a more affordable, transparent option. 
And that's really great. I think, I think it's a, the time now, the time for this type of plan is definitely now. And we're so excited that it's coming. I want to thank each of you for being on the show today, Laura, Eric, John, thank you so much for being here. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in and thank you for your support of Cut. As always, we appreciate your comments. We're always delighted when our listeners choose to share the podcast. Until next time, everyone take care and see you on the next episode. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.